Welcome to Doug and Tom and the three hack masters <laughs> hacking up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> One way or the other. You guys are coughing like mad in here. What the hell? Anyway, welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Doug Sprinthal, Hackmaster Ralph DeVee Basham, co-host Catherine Brandt. A little eager there. (laughs) And Andy Rappernard. Wait a minute. I wanted to jump in and say MD at the end. MD. And Andy Rappernard. Well, he's never done that before. (laughs) Yes, he does. Ralph He's W. Basham, MD, the Hackmaster. Every yeah. time. He says the Hackmaster at the end. Oh, <laughs> through me, through me. It's true. Well. Oh, it's, it's a hell of a start. That's all I know. It's a great start, no question about it. We shall be right back. Dougie's in studio today because he's on the road starting tomorrow, so it'll be good. I'm glad you came in. Yeah, no, I'm. I have some great news about next week's show. Good. Can I share that now? Yeah. It's going to be Rib Day. Jerry and oh, Jerry. coming in. Uh-oh, Catherine, you're going to miss it next Thursday. You can come in. <laughs> yeah, we'll I stop got, I got you. things to do on oh, Thursday. Oh, God, here we day? go. Well, he'll bring ribs home. Okay. Uh, he'll bring some ribs <laughs> home to my lovely wife, there's no doubt. We'll be right back talking ribs, talking Jerry, whatever. I haven't seen Jerry in a while. It'll be great to see him. It's been a long too. time. Tell yeah. coming, too? Yeah. He's working. He's working at the Toyota store for did Jerry. You, did you hear what he did? Father's Day, he, he called into the show to say thank you. I look at you as my father. Wow. How Did you start crying? That? Almost. I bet. Yeah, pain in the ass, Tevin Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a Father's Day card from Mike Molina, too. Oh, that's I do great. every oh, year I do. Nice to hear. It's very, very sweet. Good. So, when did he leave the show? Like five years ago? Oh, five years it's ago. It's been a while. It's nice what? to know you were a positive influence to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> to somebody. How many well, times? I did. Actually, after I, got, I found out they both considered me to be their father figure, I beat the piss out of both of them. That's right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, me beating up Tevin and Mike Molina. Good mm, luck to me. That's not going to happen. Good no. luck to and me. why would you? Why would you? <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back for more disparagement right after this. <laughs> Are we gonna... Yeah, let's do a live spot. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So we've Doug. been talking. Go ahead. You want to introduce me? Of course I do. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Doug Sprinthal. Why, thank you very much. Uh, we've been talking about this on the morning show, and this is for people in the Twins, greater Twin City metro area. We are in need of experienced auto body shop technicians at uh, our collision shops. We've got about five of them in the Twin City metro Darren has lost his mind. He's the president of the operation, and he is paying a $10,000 signing bonus. I know I screw around a lot and make a lot of stuff up, but this is actually true. Uh, for more information, please email me directly at Doug at Walzer.com. $10,000 signing bonus for experienced auto body shop technicians. I love it. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. 
And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Really? We should. Oh, yeah, if you've never been, I've, it's beautiful. I've never, you've never been there, have you? Uh-uh. Nantucket or Martha's have Vineyard. I? No. I don't even know where Nantucket thing. is. It's uh, off the coast of Cape Cod. Okay, a former whaling boy. It's up by Malax. Yeah. I know nothing about uh, New England. Yeah, I. So we'd have Clearly. to take a gander at mm-hmm. it, honey. Yeah. yeah, well, if we, can, if we can get in at this point. Oh, he said if we do it now, we might be Usually in a couple it, months. It, as soon as school starts in the East Coast, a lot of those right. places get pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why he said we should go that's in September. That's a good time to go. He yeah. said we should go in September because there are far fewer people. We is got him yawning. Yeah, that is uh, Jude snoring. That is Jude snoring. He was snoring that loud? <coughs> he does that. He's yes, a, he does. He's a snorer. Okay, i got to say, is Timmy Lammers with us? He sure is. Timmy, I you know, am. as I you am. know, I'm a centrist politically, so I, it, I don't care if it's left or right, whether it's positive, negative, whatever, but what, when something's funny, something's funny. I'm sorry, but the first lady, did you hear her speech? To the Spanish-speaking uh, people oh, in God, San Antonio. Oh, how embarrassing! No, no, what did she do? Oh, Who God. writes these speeches for did these people? Did you hear people? it, Timmy? I don't know. No, I, I didn't. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, though. Uh, and again, this is not to rip her or anything, but do a little research Isn't for Christ. Well, not listen Isn't to the it? words you're saying. Is that the speech listen. where they misspelled Louisiana? No. no. Oh, that was a the different first one. Lady. Yeah. yeah Jill Biden. Oh, yeah. oh, that was it Kamala. Kamala. Yeah, it was Kamala did that. Jill Biden, and again, I don't think she's a moron. She's a doctor or something. Yeah, right? she's got a doctor in education. Okay, education, okay. Well, then that doesn't, that doesn't count. Then it's, it's an education. But Not right. a doctor. No, but she's making a speech to a bunch of Spanish because Spanish people are leaving the Democratic Party or something mm-hmm. in San Antonio, whatever. It is. In Texas, they are. Yeah, Texas in Texas, they are. they are. Yeah. So she's doing a speech, and I'm sure she reeled them all in when she said, "You ready for this, Ralphie?" Yep. She said, it's just so nice to be here with people, Spanish-speaking people, uh, people of your culture. It's, it's just great to be here at the Bodega. Um. She said Bodega. I think she said Bodega. Even yeah. I know it's Bodega. I thought she said no, She said Bodega. I thought she Bodega. said Bodega. And you could hear the people Bogota? go, Bogota? Bogota? <laughs> 
Bogota. Bogota is what she was thinking. Well, don't, I think yeah, she was don't thinking. say words that you don't know. And oh, she why said, didn't somebody well, say, by the way, this word is bodega? Why didn't they and, help her? Well, and there was more. There was? There was more, yes. There's right. more. Do you have that no, there? No, go ahead. I, I don't, oh, she I, said I, that... That the uh, okay. Latin culture is as diverse as breakfast tacos. It's breakfast oh my tacos. Gosh. Oh, she did not no, mention no. tacos. She did say that. No. So diverse I mean, can you imagine? Tacos. Right, come That's on. That's not quite <coughs> one of my favorite Dan Quayle quotes, of which oh, there are yeah, many. He was the worst. Was yeah. He was on tour of uh, Central <laughs> or South America, and he goes, I love being in Latin America. I wish I'd studied Latin in school. I mean, it's close. Yeah. Well, he was very close. He just said he wanted to be a well, priest. That's all I he mean, meant. that's an area. But if you say Latin it's school, you'd be able mistake. to speak Italian, speak Spanish. <laughs> that is true. Oh, so really, oh, oh, after I learned Spanish, uh, starting to learn French was like easy. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Once you learn so a romance similar. language. Yeah. All the romance languages are so similar mm-hmm. that it's, yeah. It's crazy. So it's been a hell of a week. We got Anne Frank had white privilege. We got Odega and have a breakfast taco if you're and, really Spanish. And she's using the Latin <laughs> X thing. Oh, they hate that. They hate it, especially the women. 99%. Yeah, 99% of Spanish people hate the word Latin. <clears throat> They're like, who, who, yeah, all of a sudden, all these white people just are forcing us to call that's ourselves something different. That and that's Latin. not racist at all. <laughs> I know. I just uh, these politicians. Uh, you got to admit, Democrat, Republican. These politicians are the worst human beings on earth. Come on. Now we had the uh, two. Well, not friends. those two. And that was so those funny. Those two they, aside, they, I mean. Yeah, those two aside, and Tim. They Valenti, legalized we'll marijuana in Minnesota when nobody was looking. I know. <laughs> they it sure was, did. They wasn't did. It an accident. It was like no, it wasn't we an didn't accident. Really... It was on purpose. Oh, yeah, because okay. they didn't uh, read it. Ryan Winkler yeah. and Garoppolo yeah, were in here two it. weeks ago. They never they read anything. And when they got. Done. Yeah, one a, of the, yeah, yeah, there were eight it, people yeah. working on the bill. Four of them were Republicans, and when they got done, one of them said, "Wait a minute, did we just legalize marijuana?" Yeah, because yeah. they didn't realize that they were doing. Like, That's yep, what it yep, it is. So well, generally, well, I'm glad those they bills did. stacked high. I mean, papers stacked high. They should and, not and be able to do that. Stu- stuck, stuffed with pork. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they just simply slid one by them. Riders need to be <laughs> illegal. So great. Honest to God, people, people are something. What's going to happen if, um, to all the drug dealers that can't make money off of selling marijuana? Start selling heroin, fentanyl. They're already doing that, I guess. Exactly. What they'll do is they'll sell the marijuana uh, laced with fentanyl. Yes, that is what they'll do. You develop a narcotic addiction to it. And then you you, you don't want the legal marijuana because it doesn't give you the same high and it doesn't cure your withdrawal symptoms. So then you're going to go back to the illegal drug producer who's selling you narcotics more than marijuana. I think we should just put Narcan in. sunshine, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) We should just put naloxone in the water supply at this point. That may be as well. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, Mike, I just lost a cu- I lost a nephew over the over the over the weekend, the holiday weekend. He got got a little bit too much heroin. Yep. Oh, you found lost a nephew. Dead we in the car. A, had a oh, listener, God. same thing. Yep. Eighteen year old found him dead in bed. Mm-hmm. Just terrible. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's fentanyl, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's all I'm fentanyl. sure it's yeah. all fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they load up the heroin with a little fentanyl and. Even heroin is actually somewhat hard to overdose on if you know uh, at all what you're doing. 
Yeah, right. I mean, if you've been doing it for years, is, you're probably not going to overdose. You don't know it. what your dealer is actually giving you, exactly. right? Exactly. You're I never going to know. Get, it's not a lot of control on the street. It's not, it's not, it's not dose controlled? No. Everybody thinks that this, 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 uh, pro- the people that are providing you the drugs have the same ethics and the uh-huh. same morals and the same uh, skills as the FDA and the, and the drug manufacturers. But the reality is they do not, and mm-hmm. they simply don't care, and they don't care what's in it. They they used to cut it with uh, ground-up uh, China, right? Oh, China geez. white, and you yeah. oh, you'd get interstitial pneumonitis as a mm-hmm. result of injecting this particulate matter into your veins. It would lodge in your lungs and trash your lungs. God. That sounds so, bad. I like the idea oh, of this. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of this, uh, like, a head of a gang <laughs> kicking down the door of his, uh, his uh, drug pushers and going, I need you to balance that centrifuge, God damn it. There you go. <laughs> Our customers are expecting the best. You call that a microgram? This is a microgram, mister. <laughs> I don't see a meniscus. There you go. It's, it's, I love it. But that's a reality. And, you know, you, you, if, they're, they're, if they're growing the cocaine and they're growing the marijuana and bugs get on it, guess what it gets? It gets a heavy-duty dose of Paraquat yep. or any bad thing. Yep. It'll kill everything. It'll sterilize that planet of all bugs. Isn't that amazing. Oh, yeah. well, well, it's no different from what we eat, though. So, hey, there's yeah. that. Oh, uh, well, no, there are controls. No, there, there, things there are, are tested yes. and are controlled. That's one of the good. But that's one of the good things about legalizing marijuana. Yep. Legalizing the drugs because then they are checked for those right. sort of things, yep. and you you don't run the risk of getting uh, you know killed by them. Mm-hmm. What's the new thing that, that they're saying is in everyone's pee now? That's in Roundup. Oh, Roundup is uh, oh, God, what is it? Glycosamine. Atrazine in everybody's. Urine? They said it's in everyone's no. urine in America. Oh my God! Now, now that you've Ground said glyphosate, 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 I was close. Glyphosate. So is that a bad thing, Doctor? Glyphosate is not good. No. Everybody in America has it in their pee now. They said. Well, we also all have nuclear materials, thanks to the atomic bombs. That's true. Hey, atomic bombs. So, which would you rather have? Glyphosate, what is it? Glyphosate. <laughs> Glyphosate or a morning taco? Which one would you rather? Breakfast taco? Definitely well, the breakfast a taco. taco. No, it has glyphosate taco. in it. Morning taco. Morning taco. Morning you got to go to Bogota to get it. Yeah. yeah Bogota. Bogota. Yeah. I like the idea of the first lady going to like uh, New York and saying, oh, geez, New York City is diverse as a piece of pizza. <laughs> it's as spicy as a meatball. That's well, pretty much and, what it and would plus, be. Should, shouldn't she know the, the, the word bodega after the big story with the uh, bodega worker right. defending himself? Oh, yeah, that's right. Was yeah. she trying to say bodega or I think she was, she was trying to say bodega, but she bodega. said it like bo- Bogota. Oh. What was written in the what was written in the speech? It's, it's written down. That should be public information. Do you know what was written in the street was corner store? You know they're trying to <laughs> yeah. to prosecute that guy that stabbed the guy that was beating the. Well, of piss course out they are. It's in their mm, city. They let him out now. Oh, oh they, they, they let him out yeah. now. Yeah, they let well, him they out. they might nice have lowered his bail, but I think he's still charged. I think he's still charged with murder. Yeah, the the bail was outrageous in in a state he's or in a city, I should say. I know where it, what they have the no bail thing for the low yeah. levels. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah, they lowered the bail on the guy, but I think he's still charged. I don't know. Did he go before a grand jury yet? Because I, I think that will pretty much clear him. I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it except for that he got released. And everybody's everybody is outraged that he ever even got arrested. Yeah, well, and, and think be. about this. Yeah. He went to Rikers Island. Oh, you know? God. Oh, God. Not a fun place. Yeah, he was waiting in Rikers. Wow. It's a dream come true yeah. is all I have to say. So, Timmy, we got Doug Sprinthal in studio today. What do you think of that on a Tuesday? 
I, I think that, you know, I heard the Elvis uh, music, uh, the bumper music, Viva Las Vegas. And I that. need to know whether either of you or Ralph or Catherine or Alex or Andy, did, did anybody see Elvis yet? I have not. No. I've heard it's I terrific. can't wait, though. I'm heard so it's really excited. Good. I'm just not that into Elvis. Audrey. I don't know. Why? Gonna it... set my soul on fire. <laughs> Is it, it good? Oh, it's, I loved it. I loved it. You know, but I'm getting, now I'm starting to get a few people who are saying, well, I wasn't that impressed or whatever. I I mean, obviously being an Elvis fan helps. And, um, you know, it's not a movie for, you know, the millennials, honestly, unless you grew up in a household, Alex, you know, I mean, obviously you love the Beatles growing up in that atmosphere. And I don't know how much um, your dad or mom played the king. But you know, Not I mean, being familiar often, with honestly. his with his music certainly helps. What what part of Elvis's life is the movie concentrating on? Uh, mainly, I mean, they do have flashbacks to his youth, but it's mainly when Colonel Tom took control of his life, more or less. Yeah. So it, it's it's more or less twenty years of his life, from the time he starts to the time. He uh, dies at age 42. So, yeah, yeah, 20 years of, in his life is mainly the, uh, the the big swath of the movie. And I say big swath. I mean, it's a long movie. And I'm, I would imagine, Tom, part of the reason you don't want to go to the theater to see it when it's two hours and 39 minutes long. Yeah, it's too long. But, uh, but you know, I, I honestly, I, I said this when I reviewed it on KQ. I, I could have done with the... The full four-hour version that Baz Luhrmann says he has. Right. What? I could have gone with the uh, Elvis going to the White House to meet Nixon. Oh, you know, that's one of the great from stories. The film. You know, so I would imagine at some point, and, you know, we're talking streaming or whatever, that that version <laughs> will be released. I mean, the, the, the Elvis fan base is too huge to ignore that sort of thing. So yeah, he dangled yeah. that out there on purpose. Still? You know, I, I, every filmmaker wants to release their director's cut, and, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case with him, too. But the, the one you see in theaters is two hours and 39 minutes long. Why don't, why don't they do these director cuts more often, particularly with these giant fan bases like Dune or Star Wars yeah. or Marvel? I mean, why, why not, really? I mean, because you have to remember, now, granted, there might be situations where special effects shot. God. What the hell you would have to go it? back and restore them. Actually, you know who did that was Zack Snyder with his cut of Justice League. Um, unfortunately, he had to step down from the film in the middle of the production because his daughter took her own life. They brought in another guy who cut, God, I don't know, 70% of what Zack did, redid his own version Critics and fans hated it. So finally, after enough petitioning of the studio, Zack Snyder came back and restored his full vision. And it took doing a lot of visuals. And then he got a four-hour cut out of the thing. So, you know, I could see it'd be a lot easier probably for a guy like Baz Luhrmann because Elvis is not an effects-heavy movie. But, yeah, I mean, very few directors get... The director's cut. There's just not that many in Hollywood that have that sort of clout. I mean, Martin Scorsese is one of them. Christopher Nolan's another. Spielberg probably, but apart from those guys, James Cameron probably. But apart from those guys, not too many. Everybody's beholden to the studio, and that drives directors crazy. 
you know, because that, that's their baby that they've lived with this thing for two, three, four years of their lives making it. So they don't want to see stuff cut from their movie. Yeah, but if they if they, it's making money, if you can release a director's cut and people will pay for it, select individuals. That's the whole idea about a selective audience. Yeah. To be able to release yeah. something like that, charge an extra deuce or something so people can watch this director's cut. Yeah, well, certainly. And, and, and again, that's why you see it on video eventually. Uh, again, because there is money involved still. I mean, there's production costs, et cetera, et cetera. And again, with a Dune, you know, probably exorbitant production costs of an already expensive movie, you know, where they got to add special effects. But yeah, I mean, if there are people that are going to, you know, drop 30, 40 bucks on the deluxe edition DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. Yeah. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? They should. You know, I want to. I just got to tell my story quickly. I know a lot of people. I've I've told it several times, but it's still worth telling again. I had a good friend I worked with at KSTP back in the day, and the job he had before he came to KSTP was at WHBQ in Memphis, right? And of course, Elvis was best friends with the program director at WHBQ in Memphis, so he'd come to the to station all the time. And so my buddy's coming out of the station. He finished his uh, shift. And Elvis pulls up at a brand new Harley Davidson. It's just decked out. It's got mm. everything. Just beautiful motorcycle, right? You ever, have you ever heard this story? Oh. Pulls up in this just gorgeous brand new Harley Davidson. And my buddy comes out and he looks at it and he goes, my God, Elvis. Because, you know, Elvis knew all the disc jockeys and everything, right? He goes, my God, Elvis. That's the most beautiful motorcycle I've ever seen. He goes, well, here, man, you can have it. He gave it to him. Wow. How cool is that? Isn't that a great well, story? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what's great about yep. Elvis. I mean, you know, wow. I, I God, me- might have mentioned great. here or on the queue in the last couple of weeks how there just seemed to be a lot of haters coming out publishing negative stories about Elvis. And look, the guy was deeply flawed. We know yeah, no that doubt. already. Yeah. Um, but but what they failed to mention was how generous of a man he was. You know, um, and and uh, probably generous to a fault. I mean, that whole Memphis Mafia thing. I mean. I think every big star, and I don't want to call these guys that, but if they were protecting him or whatever, but, you know, there's hangers-ons everywhere you go. Um, so, yeah, he was a very generous man. And, and, and unfortunately, this the news cycle isn't about positivity. It's always about the negative stuff and uh, how he died. And my wife pointed out something because she's a big fan of Elvis as well. She said, you know, it's it's so sad we're watching videos because, again, Elvis has been in heavy rotation in the video and the audio for the last few weeks. And, um, you know, we see so much of Elvis when he was way overweight and sweaty and all this sort of stuff. But you never see the stuff of the young, handsome, damn killer looks. I mean, the killer yeah. looks that guy had. You, don't, you, never, you didn't see that much around the time he died. I mean, I think for the longest time, Elvis became a punchline mm-hmm. because that's all the stuff you would see. Again, it's it really kind of comes down to the coverage of him. And at least this film, I think, portrays him in a positive life. But again, it's a warts and all things. So we see him taking the downhill slide. We see that first time where somebody hands him an envelope and they open it up and there's some drugs in there. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, that really sucks. I mean, it's it's really hard to see somebody as talented as that guy was. Not only, you know, he. Yes, he's the one that actually, you know, obviously popped the pills ultimately. But, you know, you get guys like Colonel Tom Parker pushing him in a direction. Yeah. You know, it's it's really tough to watch that guy do the downhill spiral. 
No question about it. I should mention, by the way, my friend, that's why I didn't say his name. And I'm never going to say his name in the story. Because a couple years later, my friend got killed in a motorcycle accident. Oh, no. Is that unbelievable? It wasn't that motorcycle, but he got killed in a motorcycle accident about two years later. Isn't did your just, friend use the cycle that Elvis gave him? I mean, or did he just I, park it in the garage? I think he just parked it in the garage uh, <laughs> and cased it in epoxy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think he ever brought it out of the garage. Maybe to go around the block once in a while, make sure it was still working properly. But and how many people that he had over? It's like, yeah, this is Elvis's cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Absolutely. Now, that's the part of it I love. You know, Paul McCartney, uh, John Lennon, very, very, well, actually, all four Beatles are very, very uh, generous with their friends and their fans and all that. A lot of the big, big stars that that I handled over the years in, at Capitol Records, the big stars, you couldn't ask nicer people. They were very, right. very nice. You know who's also very generous with his fans is Tom Cruise, and I, I bring that yeah, up because there's a yeah. wonderful headline that dropped. <laughs> Talk about sour grapes or something. Mickey Rourke slams Tom Cruise. He's irrelevant and has played the same part for 35 effing years. And still Mickey gets paid Rourke is saying this. <laughs> really, Rourke. Mickey? Yeah. Really? Hmm. You know, but again, who cares? I mean, uh, Tom Cruise, he's an easy punching bag because yeah. of his Scientology. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always has been. But damn, when that guy makes a movie, woo. Yeah, it makes some money. <laughs> Yeah, and and he gives you everything to entertain you. I mean, that that's pretty amazing stuff. Now I know Catherine, you liked Top Gun Maverick. I know Tommy didn't, but didn't you didn't you like the movie? I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, the guy gives his all. It's pretty exciting knowing that that's you know all not only him, but he has all of those young actors flying in those jets as well. Yeah. That's that's some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, it is. It was. I, I really. I enjoyed it. It was just. It was just a movie. It was just a. You know. There you long. go. Just yeah. a positive. Just a movie. Uh, it's too long. Too pro American, though. As we said a, a few weeks back. Too pro. Yeah, that's right. Too pro American. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most ridiculous true headlines that I've ever read. Oh my God. You know. The, Did the rest of you hear that? Who was all in studio with Tom and I when when. Uh, um, Tom read the headline. Yeah, Has we everybody about heard that. this headline? Were, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a Chinese investor criticized the movie for being too pro-American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too pro-American. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't so invest he in Mulan. Out. It was too pro-China yeah. for me. Do you think that you're going to make a movie about the United States Air Force that's not pro-American? I mean, think about that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think the Air Force would like it if they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't, first of all, they wouldn't get the cooperation of the Air no, Force. No, there's no way. Those jets are, yeah. Even Hollywood can't acquire those jets. Well, you they have rented to have, them for well, You have to have the cooperation of the military in order to get them, is what right. I'm saying. Right. So if the military doesn't want yeah. you to have them, you're not going to have them. Yeah, I wrote a story on that. There was actually... They they had to rent those jets for eleven thousand dollars an hour with Whoa. the one stip with the one stipulation that Tom or anybody for that matter, but Tom especially could not touch the controls. That's well, government yeah, of course. property. Oh my yeah, so that's why they filmed. They, I think they're F eighteen Hornets in the thing uh, because they have two seats. The, the more modern ones only have one. Mm. So in order to get oh. that effect that he's actually flying, yep. they had to film him in the back seat, along with all the other actors. So are you so saying he really... Hours, do, do you have to bring it back full? Or <laughs> yeah. 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 Y
Are well, you, you got you, you got an actual him. pilot flying the thing. <clears throat> Even with that, you're still renting them for eleven grand an hour. Just to Jeez. sit in it and pretend that you're flying it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll I'll give it to them. They're up there doing it. Yep. I'm, how, I'll give it to them. How much did it cost to, to do this movie? Sorry, this sounds terrible. Oh, you know what? I, that's a <laughs> good We're question. All plagued. Plagued. I'll look it up. Top Gun, and then how much did it make? Seventy million. Only yeah. hundred and seventy. That's actually that's like nothing for a major Don't blockbuster. Change. It isn't. In but fact, how much did it make? Uh, oh, 1. It's, 1 it'll be, it's doing a billion worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good ROI. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. one. That's, uh-huh. yeah. that's pretty good. Pretty like decent, that. I would say. Mm-hmm. Now you have to remember because Tom is a producer on this, and and again the guy has earned his keep. Uh, you got to believe he's got a huge back-end participation in this movie, and he's going to pull out a lot of those mm-hmm. first grosses before anybody oh, yeah. else makes their yep. money. Oh, he probably made $300 million on this movie. I thought he made Easily. A, I thought he got $100 million for it. Oh, is that it? Well, that was probably just the upfront salary. How much was it cost? How much was it? How much, the it was, budget was one seventy. Was one seventy? So it was seventy million dollars and hundred million dollars to him. See, that doesn't make any sense. So it, really it was two hundred seventy really million dollars. A lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think well, the budget well, yeah. doesn't I include mean, because you're putting a movie out there. You have uh, marketing costs, distribution yeah. costs, all that, which generally yeah. doubles everything. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about it having to gross three hundred fifty. Yeah, three forty, three fifty before it starts to turn a profit. But before it turns the profit, the gross, not the net, the gross, they'll start. They'll have participation points, so they'll start pulling their money before everybody else gets their before the other people get their money. So that's why it takes longer for a movie to actually turn a profit. It's not just a straight-up numbers thing where, oh, 340, okay, everybody gets their money now. No, no, Tom gets his money first. Mm. So, yeah, that's how – Bruckheimer, same thing. I mean, you know, these guys who have been with the franchise for 36 years – they're the ones that get their money first. Right. So. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, again, I, I, Cruz, I, look, if he's willing to drive off a mountain in, in uh, uh, the next Mission Impossible, and, and uh, he, I mean, he does everything. He does all of his stuff, so I, I'm completely fine with him taking his money out. Yep. And there's another reason why he was bitching at his crew members during Mission Impossible when they weren't wearing their masks. Mm-hmm. Because if you shut down a production a couple of weeks, you uh, I believe people still need to get paid, so that all of a sudden adds on to the budget. Mm. So it's out, then that's out of his pocket. Right. So he had a good reason to be pissed off. I had zero problems whatsoever with him yelling at his crew. Do your do your effing job, like he said. Do right? your effing job. That's what I say yeah. to this crew on the a podcast all <laughs> and the time. And we just laugh and laugh. Deaf ears. Deaf ears. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. Ears. We got to take a break here. Tim, uh, Timmy will be back with you. Kristen Burt will join us. Doug Sprinthal's in studio, along with Dr. Ralph is here. The heck, man. And the whole family, of course. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. 
Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Back, ladies and gentlemen, Andy, would you let me know when Kristen joins us because Doug has refused to work with her. She yeah. has joined us. <laughs> Not again. Wow. Hopefully the fire drills are over. Hi, Kristen. Hello, how are you? It's We're magnificent. We have uh, currently, you're the eighth person on the show right now, which I think is going to go really smooth. Everybody talk wow, at once. you had a busy day, huh? Andy, so how have you been, sister? So busy myself. It's just been crazy, and I haven't even talked to you since you announced your retirement at the end of this year. And you know what's so great about that? They lied. I'm not retiring. The station lied about that. I told them not to do it, and they did it anyway. Oh my gosh! So are you unretiring, like Tom Brady? I'm leaving KQRS, yeah. but I'm not retiring. Well, management doesn't want to say that. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to say that. <laughs> From the station, though. Yes. Yes, I'm leaving the station. No, I'm not retiring the from the station. Uh-huh. Believe me, someday I will tell you why I'm leaving the station, and it's not I'm retiring. I am here to tell you. Glug, glug. I'm sure there's always a good story behind the scenes, isn't there? Oh, there's a real good story what behind the scenes. It all started in oh, Nashville, no. uh, Tennessee, as a matter of fact. It sounds real juicy. It's juicy. Oh, well, it started before that. Anyway, conversation ender. Everyone got real silent. You know, I wanted I wanted to bring up something in these children's movies that's bothering me. It's bothering me more and more and more. I watched uh, Cloudy with a sign of meatballs. Chance of meatballs. Chance of meatballs. Whatever. <laughs> when the meatballs go down, they they break a, 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 a plate glass window in a store, and you see people running out, looting the store. Yes. Okay. So I think that's not good behavior to show children. So I recently watched this uh, this show, Bad Guys, the movie Bad Guys. Oh, I haven't seen that. Bad Guys. And the first, oh, 20 minutes is a glorification of people stealing a car chase 
and then portraying the uh, police as stupid, right, idiots. I know. Uh, overweight. That's Hollywood. I mean, just they did this. Mm-hmm. There was a, so that's the first twenty. Now they try to now at the end of the movie. I'm, I'm sure they're trying to backtrack on this, but they're showing all this to children, and they see it, and they can't see how it's resolved in the end. That doesn't make sense to kids. So when yeah, you see, I, I did see the movie, Ralph, and I, I totally get you. I mean, it's about the, 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 what it's supposed to be about is reforming criminals, right? But ultimately, it's, there's a sinister plan behind that. So it's it's all it's all bad, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, you, you, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, you should want to reform people, but children don't understand that complexity. Adults might no, get it, no, they don't. but yeah. they don't they don't follow that. They no. see oh, the glory of the car chase, and look how stupid police are, and that sort of thing. This is bad. This is bad stuff for children. Dovetails into oh, the. Oh, believe me, growing up in a law enforcement family, I don't like police being portrayed as stupid. Yeah, and the, and the police chief. So you then talk about it. Yeah, but the What's police. That? I'm sorry. It's up to parents then to discuss the scene with the kids. Yeah, but they don't. That's the when, problem. If it was my kid and it bothered me, I would actually have to have a discussion with them. Yeah. That's what I well, do. they I should. Remember, I mean, yes, they absolutely should, but. That doesn't mean that they will. I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't, if my hypothetical kid, because I only have two cats, so, uh, you know, yeah. I can't tell people how to parent. Well, and also a lot of parents don't even necessarily see the movies that no they don't know what their kids are watching right. oh, it's rated pg it's for kids they can they'll mm-hmm. be fine so they well, don't even now, really know now the bad guys is on video so it's a plop their kids in front of a tv moment yeah so we there can right. at least in, at least in the theaters they were taking them to it mm-hmm. so hey if you don't mind i want to transition to something uh big story i guess you could say and and Kristen, you could you know fill us in on everything but the uh, emmy nominations are out and our friend craig sent me a link and he was saying how the networks really got their asses handed to him with the nominations. Good. Uh, I don't know what the, the actual rundown is, but out of the best drama and best comedy, and you have to remember now they go with what, eight, nine, 10 nominations for each. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yeah. Um, only one network nomination that was blackish in comedy. Otherwise everything else is either streaming or, cable mostly streaming so it, it kind of shows you that networks kind of done aren't they they are done they certainly are i mean they are fighting for their lives at this point i have to be honest good. there's just you're good you're happy about it <laughs> i am i'm very happy about it because uh there are a couple of outlets in town that'll go under with them and i'll be applauding when it happens ha <laughs> <laughs> not petty at all <laughs> oh yeah well my uh <clears throat> Yeah. But, you know, the, the one thing, too, with the broadcast networks, they still have practice and standard or standards and practices that they have to follow. So what, you know, HBO or Netflix is able to do um, is a lot wider because they don't have to follow those same practices and, you know, worry about whether it's nudity to, you know, if, if that's important to the story or whether it's even language. There are certain things that just you can't even bring or pitch the show to ABC or NBC because you know that it's going to get censored on some level. Right. Yeah. I think the most egregious example of um, explicit sex and violence, I swear to God, they're they're not even rated. It's The Boys on Amazon right. Prime Video. Yeah. Yep. It is unreal. It's like they're, they're not beholden to anybody. They do anything they want on that show. 
and yeah, so when you have that, and who the hell really doesn't have Amazon Prime? I mean, everybody's an Amazon. Well, it's Prime Days now. You know, there's always something going on with the with the site as far as you know selling you stuff. But as a big benefit, you get Prime Video. So everybody has that. So if you have the choice between stuff that's not going to be censored and this stuff where they're so stringent with everything you have to do with the networks, what choice are you going to make? You know, so I'll tell you, I do not even have ABC, NBC, CBS. Do you know how I get them? <laughs> this, there is uh, Stanford is doing some sort of television study and it's available free on the Internet. So if I do need to watch something on broadcast, I will click in and watch that on my laptop. But otherwise... I don't have access to any of those. I use all the streaming networks. Yeah, I cut the cord a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and that's how I used to get it through Dish. Uh, and I don't, I don't need it anymore. And, I, and uh, local channels all have apps, so I can see if I want something, I'll see the news. I can either catch the full news broadcast anytime I want, or I can specifically grab the stories I want that have a pre-roll ad in front of it. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, they're, just, they're almost becoming non-existent at this point. Um, and Roku is now offering all of the major cities in terms of local broadcasts for news. So if I do need to see Los Angeles news, I just go right to my Roku channel and it's right. there. Right. It's there. Yep, so. yep, there you go. No question. So I have a question for uh, Kristen Birch. She, that's not a question. It's it's a demand to stay the hell out of our business. You ready, Kristen? Oh, okay. <laughs> do you see the big national story this morning on the Mississippi River? I have not. No, I've been in Emmy's land. Uh, apparently, uh, your buddies out there in L.A. now are demanding that the water in the Mississippi River de- be diverted to the L.A. area. <laughs> well, that's right. Good luck. I am I not kidding you. Alone. That's a true there story. There have been so many attempts at these plans. To, Way to go, Kristen. Yeah, have a water pipeline <laughs> from Lake Superior to L.A. It's like yeah, hmm. Lake Superior and Mississippi River. Those those are both included. As soon as in they all stop deal. having sp- uh, swimming pools and watering their lawns will talk. <laughs> yeah, there yes, you go. I have, a, I have a swimming pool in my condo complex, so. Yeah. But here's what I, I don't understand. Use it, but it's there. But Kristen, these are the same people that can't stop telling us we need to live cleaner lives and we can't do this and we can't do that. You people, got, you're, you're, you're abusing our natural elements. So you just kept moving to Los Angeles by the millions, and that's okay, though. No. Yeah, absolutely. We just want to tell you what to do. Oh, Every, all all well, you the flyover states, Tom. All the flyover Fly states. Over. Tell you how to do. But I, isn't there a mass <laughs> exodus from uh, L.A. and California to Montana in those states? That's what I thought was happening. You know, there has been um, an exodus, especially during the pandemic. A lot of people moved to Nashville, Texas, like Austin. Um, Idaho was another big state. Colorado. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that we don't notice it because as just as many people leave, I mean, I would say almost as many people come. I think in our census, we had really small growth, like only 2% here in Los Angeles between 10 years, um, which is small, but people still arrive here. And, you know, Hollywood still is here and the weather is still good. So well, we will always make it to California. I don't know if it's true or not, but there was this Ashton Kutcher movie a while back uh, that I did an interview with him for, and um, it was called Spread. And and the claim at the beginning of the movie, it was about the movie business in a way, but the claim was that 30,000 people a month come to L.A. in hopes of being the next big star. Oh and I don't know God. if that's true or not, Kristen, but boy, that okay. that is a lot of people coming in per month. Looking for yeah, well, that sounds like a big number to me. However, I will tell you that 
I lived in New York City before I came to Los Angeles and I was thinking, I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. And you get here, the talent pool, I mean, and I wasn't here to be an actor or anything else like that, but the talent pool is quadruple to whatever you're contending in whatever city you're coming from, even something like New York City, because in New York City, there's the Broadway community, there's the financial community, right. there's the publishing community. Here, this is a one horse town, pretty much. So. Mm -hmm everybody's trying to break in the industry in some way, shape, or form. And everybody has a script. Yes, your dry cleaner has a script. Everybody's, everybody's, got, everybody's got a script. So someone, someone, who was, uh, 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 someone who was a writer, uh, had been successful. He wrote the, uh, he wrote the uh, Russian roulette scene for uh, Deer Hunter. Um, uh, he, he, he said his accountant, his accountant, he had an accountant, and his accountant said, Hey, do you mind looking at my script? <laughs> Everybody's got a script there. God, that's hilarious. Everybody does. I mean, and it's really funny. You know, sometimes people teach school because they, you know, they have the summers off and they have the time. And you sit there and you're like, wow, your, you know, fake job, and it's not a fake job, it's a real job. And I'm saying this in air quotes, if you could see me, um, is being a teacher because you're hoping to make it big in LA, but you <laughs> teach in the LA school system. So you have access to people. Um, oh, or you yeah. know, work in a doctor's office and you think, well, that's such a normal job, but actually for them, it's a means to an end. I would think a plastic surgeon's office would be a good place to go. So if you want, um, at most plastic surgeon's office here in this town, the, everyone has like a certain look. So, and that's the look <laughs> of that office. Rest assured. The look of the and, um, all of the, it's usually young women too, and the young women will all have those enhancements, whatever that may be. It might just be simply Botox. It could be your the um, the boob doctor. You could be the Brazilian butt lift doctor. So they're all going to have a certain look. Yeah, yeah. And Kim Kardashian has visited them all. Yeah, yeah. That's Although true. she's whittling down, the, guys, I, I'm going to call this out right now as a trend, and this is not a good trend to be honest. You know, they, along with Jennifer Lopez, have kind of encouraged, and other other people, Lizzo is probably another good one, like that curvy figure, making it acceptable. Both Chloe and Kim are losing a tremendous amount of weight, and all of a sudden, you're going to watch it. Everyone's going to think that the whole, like, thin is in again, and you yep. can't weigh the least amount possible. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Well, I tried to avoid Kim Kardashian headlines, but I have seen recently that uh, that huge behind of hers is kind of gone. It is. She uh. lost a bunch of weight. I think she lost about 16 pounds to fit into that Marilyn Monroe dress. Which at she the ruined. Gala. <laughs> it, which, yeah, well, she didn't zip it all the way up. She wore a wrap around the back. I can't believe that they let her wear it. I have to oh, be honest. I could However, go on for an hour about that. Um, she's <laughs> lost more weight subsequently. And she's saying, I didn't go on a crash diet. I did it healthy. But I'm like, so many young women look up to her. And they are going to start emulating what she and Chloe are doing right now with their bodies. Why would she do this when she's making all this money and can eat whatever she wants? Attention. Oh. Well, doesn't she get enough of that? Yeah. Oh my God. Some people <laughs> can't have enough. It's, I also think that there's a lot of body dysmorphia probably running in that family. Oh, there's a lot of plastic absolutely. surgery. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, different uh, – if you look at their body types over the years, they've yo-yoed back and forth. Um, and there's probably a lot of body dysmorphia, so, yeah. which is really sad. Uh, yeah. And where does that begin? I, I think that, that the, the biggest villain of that family, and I've long maintained this, is not Kim. 
it's their mother. Yeah, oh, God, who's exploited yeah. them from day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a little a lot upset. Of billionaires. I'm a little upset with the fact that young women in America, young girls, are looking up at a woman who became famous because of a sex tape. Yeah, that's really great for it the has, kids, isn't no, it? No, she doesn't have any like discernible talent. talent. No, she has no really. talent at all. She's a moron on top of it. Wait, isn't she trying to take a fast track to being a lawyer or something like that? Ah! A lawyer? She took the bar. She took the, no, bar. She took the baby. The baby no, she's in law school and she's studying. She's studying under Van Jones's law firm. Um, he okay. has people tutoring her. She's passed the baby bar. The baby bar in California, you have to pass after your first year because she's not doing a traditional law school. So that enabled her to then move on to her second year. So she's got two more years left, which will probably take three or four years. But Van Jones is going to make sure she does not fail that far yeah. when she, you know, finished school because it's his reputation on the line. Yeah. Well, we know she's going to get a law degree. Just yeah. No, and then nobody will be able to call her a dumb bimbo anymore. Because she'll she can, be a Bob blah blah. Yeah, but I don't blah, think blah, he blah. dumb. I will say that. I mean, blah, I think blah, that they played into great. all of it. But yeah, she's yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. Can't be stupid as a billionaire. Mm. I mean, if you have the right, you, you have the right people working for that's, you. That's what's amazing, you know. Yes, you maybe, can always. You know, the law thing maybe is looking forward to the day where her publicity goes away. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Not going to happen. No. I will tell you that when they move from E to Hulu, their viewership skyrocketed. It did, Hulu, yeah. it's their number one show. Really? Right yep. Ugh. Yes. That's sad. And you know, Hulu was really smart what they did because E. You damn right. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, I wanted to tell my favorite. Oh, Oh, there you are. They're using their actual homes now and they're using um, drones so you get like a real access into how the 1% live. And it's kind of fascinating because you're like, holy cow, they're not just rich, they're super rich. What's the. If I can add something here, uh, I I have a friend uh, who has a child that had worked on uh, one of the Kardashian shows as a freelancer. And she Mm -hmm. said that, I don't know which, North, is North the oldest baby or child or whatever? She is from him. Basically, wasn't treated like a child, was more treated like a prop. (laughs) I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad. Kim has scheduled, uh, reportedly, reportedly, allegedly, uh, that she has scheduled times during the day when she has the kids. Like, okay, from like 9 to 10.30, I'll see my kids. And then they go back with the nanny, like, kind of situation. So much like the queen. Yeah. Exactly, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So weird. I don't know. This whole thing is just whatever. It just amazes me. that the, The people that other people look up to. Yeah. No, yeah. For based on nothing. Nothing. Yeah, based on nothing. Exactly. Social media. Based on a sex tape, and it's kind of funny because that started with uh, what's her Paris face? Hilton, Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. and then she took a dive, and I don't think she ever recovered. Really? No, not really. So what happened not to her? The same way. She's Why did? Small. She got married this year, and um, she's trying to have a child with her new husband. Um, and there's like a renewed interest in her, but not in the same way she's that a, it was 20 years she's ago. She's a DJ? What? I think she is a DJ. Yeah. She makes like $100,000 a night to spend. Oh, God. Yep. Okay, whatever. All right, we got to take a break here. Uh, now, who, who's staying with us for the second hour? 
Not me. I'm here. <laughs> well, Timmy, are you staying with us or you have to go? I mean, I can. I, I, I'm, I just try to just hang in the background. This is Kristen's time. But I, oh, you I, can jump I, in, please. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I, I have a couple little more factoids about the Emmy that Craig pointed out to me that I want to drop in when we get back. Let's do it. Oh, that's great. We'll take a break. Be right back in a few minutes with part two.